Hello and welcome. I'm Christina Irvin, leader of Team Clarity. If you had told me I would be setting more healthy boundaries with my closest loved ones, not doing something out of guilt, and comfortable asking for the sale or setting prices equal to my worth in my business after such a short time in this course, I certainly would have told you no way. However, I'm doing all of those things and much, much more unapologetically these days. While you're grabbing a pen and piece of paper, consider this. Just how many people are actually paid to learn? Yes, you heard me correctly. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. And by the time I'm done with this course, I will have earned more than what I invested in this life-changing journey. You can always listen to our prior shows at bit.ly forward slash pay radio. And to get one reminder of our next show, click on the follow button at the top of the page. Now, it's time to dive in and let's get to work. Let's meet the rest of the team. Hi, this is Marcia Sortino and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee. Have a blessed day. And now, time for class. When we place work over something else, what's the cost? That's really what Chapter 7 is all about, isn't it? Opportunity cost, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you learn in this chapter? Oh, my gosh. This, this chapter, <laughs> there was so much to, to really discover and also try to understand, like, the difference between gratuity and gratitude and how you show one over the other. I, I was, honestly, I think I need a review of this chapter. There was so much to it. Yeah, there was a lot of meat in this chapter. It was a aha moment of crap. How completely unaware or like unconscious I've been about just how many performance-based contracts I have in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole VA system is set up around performance-based contracts. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Do you see? My methodology in helping you become aware of cost before we start looking at performance-based contracts? Yes. I had my year-end evaluation, and, of course, all based on performance. So I've noticed that the last two years that I've really just not put a lot of stock in it. I do my job to the best of my ability. I'm there for my patients and their families, and that's what I do. But I know when I first went to work out there, it was so important that I got the top ranking. I needed the top ranking. In the last two years, I've not really put a lot of stock in it, and I've got so easily the top ranking. (laughs) It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So what's the opportunity cost of staying in your job versus doing something else? There'll be many lost opportunities along the way. So name a few specifically. As you chew on that, I mean, this. let's get real with opportunity costs. I want each of you and everyone listening, each of you to think about when you get up and you do your same old, same old, day in and day out, and there's no growth, for lack of better words. There's no sense of moving or inching forward with what you feel really called to do. What's the cost? I do stretch myself in my job. I've become the part of the transgender treatment team, and I've done all the education for that. Plus, I'm always looking for other opportunities to grow professionally. But I don't do them with the purpose of 
have no better rating. I do it for me. Chelsea, how would you define playing huge in your life? Playing huge in my life, I would describe it as pulling out all the stops, really throwing everything I have into something I'm passionate about. So what is that? I'm passionate about quite a few things, but then I find it hard to throw myself 100% into any one of them. So your opportunity cost then is people who could be living happier, healthier lives won't. True. Or that I won't. Bingo. Mm -hmm. I'm getting real because opportunity cost, every time I've had the sacred privilege of being at someone's bed or in, in an encounter where they literally are physically dying, and Chelsea, you have a unique experience. You, as a profession, are at the bedsides of many of your clients as they pass into this world, yeah? Absolutely. One of the more sweet and sour aspects of it is, inevitably, I will hear a person say, if only I had dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And that's what causes the greatest suffering in their dying process. Remember how we were talking about earlier, we all have that notion of there is pain in life, suffering is optional. And I have found a number of people have suffered tremendous pain because of the dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you say, Chelsea, is getting focused, getting laser focused is something you fear. Sounds right. And that's okay. Please know, as I'm sharing with you today, there's, I have no judgment installed. Being conscious of our fear is an opportunity cost, right? Yeah. What else did we learn in this chapter this, this time around? I mean, as you reflect, Marsha, Christina, and those listening I, in. I realized not playing big, I was actually being incredibly selfish. So an opportunity cost on so many levels to serve others and to serve even myself has been lost for so many years. By playing small, by playing it safe, by playing it easy, by not stepping up into my full power and always hiding under the surface, even though from the outside looking in, it looked like I was playing big to so many others and myself, I realized I wasn't. Then I realized I was really robbing others, people that I knew and people that I didn't know of some value that probably could have loosed something big in them or inspired them in some way. Exactly. Yep. It really made me see how time is going past so quickly. That big, hairy, scary dream is there. It's not standing still for me, and I have to do something. I have to take some action to move forward with that big, hairy, scary dream. It right, Marcia? Open my eyes. Because with each time it goes by, it's more crap getting dumped on that you got to dig out from under, right? With every day that goes by, with every minute that goes by, you're dumping more of that manure on top that you got to dig out from under. Right. Yeah. You can't stand still. You really just have to really just go for it. That's the point of this whole chapter is just go for it and don't worry about it, what the outcome is. If you do nothing, you will never be able to realize the outcome. 
And so when you use I statements, if how I do that? nothing, <laughs> I knew it. I caught myself too. If I do nothing, I won't have that chance to realize my outcome. For me, just, it's more just being being aware enough and conscious enough and loving myself enough to actually explore it rather than beat myself up about it. To forgive myself and and allow myself to explore it because. Also, too, I recognize that I wasn't playing big, and I'm still on my journey of, of stepping in fully into my, all that I am. But I do know that I wasn't ready at that point, right? Like the Lord helped me reveal all this and bring me to this course and certain people and have certain relationships. When I was ready, I've been getting watered and I've been getting nurtured. Now I'm ready. Here's the crazy thing is there's such an awakening that I'm so incredibly uncomfortable with not stretching a little bit, not getting just making sure that I'm growing my comfort zone so that I actually do take action. And when I take action, I realize, well, hell, that really wasn't as, as crucial as I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Have you begun to notice how much time is spent, how much energy is spent not doing something versus just getting her done. Man, you better preach. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 7 for me was big. I need more time to actually process all that in my life. I go in there and I go, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what to write about sometimes. It's- write about that. See, okay. you all going into your back office and going, <laughs> then Marsha can chime in, and or Chelsea can chime in and go, well, <laughs> and over the time of blogging, talking it out, things are going to gel, yeah? Well, I will say this, though. There's something to what you're saying. I'm very much processing like crazy to really explore these things and identify them, the nuances in my life and, and then deal with the emotional, the reality of, wow, <laughs> right? And, and then regather myself rather than beating myself up and just kind of exploring and get to the real things. I don't do that. I'm still very much in the realm of being very personal with my journey. And I guess on some level I can see how that's selfish. I just realized that, but it's the truth. The more transparent you are with each other a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, a decade from now, when you go back and you read what you've written, if you need affirmation that you've not only done tremendous amount of work, but you've come a long way, if it's not documented someplace, it's very easy for internal chaos committee to go, oh, that's a pile of bullshit. What are you talking about? Now let's get back to work here. Controller, hello, controller. Get her back on track over Perfectionist, let's get going. You've been sleeping for a while. Yeah? True. That analyzer will starve to death with facts. So you're uh-huh. saying that all of our actions, all the actions we take, that are our reality right now, that we document, that will kill our analyzer. Bingo. That will silence it because we have it all documented. It will mature your analyzer into stopping 
its tendency to lie. Ah. The opportunity cost of lack of documentation is what? Memory. Well, I don't know about you, but the more I start living in the moment, the more my memory just, it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the curve with documentation, ladies, is until there that moment you reach where you really have no analyzer left. It's gone. Other than reading label A on package A and reading label B on package B and analyzing the contents and using your analytical skills in that form, in your professional roles, yes, you have to, quote, analyze from time to time. But when it comes to our overall bigger picture stuff, where has analyzing gotten you all? Bound down. It keeps you bound up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity cost of analyzing is walking up a down escalator. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. So, so here's the rub for me. If I don't do that exploration, how do I truly get it in me to the point where I recognize it, alter my action where, where necessary? I don't understand how to process any other way. So help me understand how to process differently. What makes you happy? Well, hell, I'm finding that out more and more every day. I'm still... I'm telling you, I've lived a complete life of doing the good thing because I'm supposed to do it or because someone says I have to do it or whatever the conformity is for that certain situation. I am learning so much every day what really does make me happy. And some things that I'll find happiness in have shocked the crap out of me. So I can't answer that totally. I don't even know... I can't even qualify how much I can answer that. I can just tell you in that moment, I can say, huh, that made me smile. I didn't even realize I liked that. So is it safe to say that learning makes you happy? Yes. I'll agree with that one. Ripple that. Every day, ladies and gentlemen, every day that I wake up, I am so happy with what I'm doing that I cannot fathom not doing it every day. The concept of not doing what I'm doing is so foreign to me. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And if there ever is a moment where I'm, I'm not happy, I go, okay, teacher, what's causing my unhappiness? What's the opportunity cost here? I'm and I'm unhappy with doing what I'm doing, it's because I have yet to learn a lesson. What's that lesson, I wonder? And I put the explorer cap on. And I go, okay, there's a lesson out there. I don't know if I'll get it today. I don't know if I'll get it tomorrow. I don't know if I'll get it in a year. I don't know if I'll get it in a decade. I don't even know if I'll get it in this lifetime, but I know there's a lesson. And the really sneaky thing about pricing the priceless is is. The fact that I become aware that there's a lesson may be the lesson itself. (laughs) Very true. Very true. That was it. Lesson's done. Next. So, Christine, to answer your question, 
When you wake up in the morning, are you happy? When you go to bed at night, are you happy? If the answer is no, let's get the happy. This goes back to one of the original conversations we had. I was flabbergasted at the level of fear all of you had when I said, give me three minutes of your absolute ideal dream day down to the level of textures and aromas and what you're going to see and what you're going to taste. I mean, just paint me that picture, a verbal painting of three minutes of your ideal day and this... (gasps) (gasps) I felt the sphincters all tighten up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a meltdown. (laughs) Really dreaming about an absolutely orgasmic three minutes. Do you do it? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I was laying in bed last night before I was going to sleep. I've been doing this new regimen of meditating and breathing and envisioning before I go to sleep. Oh, I'm documenting this call, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It is funny that you should say this because I became keenly aware that I still have fears. I allow myself to go there and dream so well, and, and I envision, and then it becomes all of a sudden a whole lot because I've become more conscious and aware of myself and on all my different levels that I have even recognized I start breathing differently. I start feeling like, like restricted and suffocated. I can mm-hmm. feel myself tensing up. I can feel my stomach cramping. I can feel my heart racing. And I realized it was as I was envisioning myself and what I was doing, what my ideal day was, I realized that I became fearful of that moment. And it wasn't fearful of doing it. It was fearful about hope because what if the moment I wasn't equal to the task or something? And then all of a sudden all those vivid dreams and all my vivid vision was gone. This is huge, me even saying this out loud. (laughs) This is huge. (laughs) So when the analyzer creeps back into the process with its wet washcloth and it approaches your board of dreams, the analyzer begins to wipe those dreams. Yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It gets to talking all kind of trash. Girl, you know that's too much too soon. Girl, you know you don't know that. Girl, I mean, it's like, it's loud. (laughs) Pricing the priceless. Do you understand our journey so far has been a dripping method, a drip by drip by drip to water your potential seed? It's all supporting our potential. Yep. It's clearing the fuzz. It's clearing the static. It's clearing the illusions. It's clearing and releasing programming that you and I and society creates to squish, to squander, to misrepresent potential. Notice 
the number one way that our species squashes potential is divide and conquer. True or false? True. True. The second I can impose doubt, the second I can inject worry, the second I can flavor you with guilt and shame starts the divide process. True? Yes. So I want to hear opportunities, costs that you've paid for doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. Too many to number. What are you going to do about it? What today, after we get done with our class, are you going to do to not add another number? I'm going to write my feelings in the blog. (laughs) Even if it's your own personal diary. I mean, I do understand that maybe some of this stuff is so personal, you just don't want it out there in the world. And that's cool. That's great. Just let me know you are documenting this down so that at some point, when necessary, you can have a glorious bonfire and burn it all because you've moved through it. You don't need it anymore, right? Right. Right. For eight months, you've heard about Caregiver Lifeline. That's my big vision. That's my big dream. That's what inspires me to be on this call with you because I know each one of you have a potential. Each one of you has your own big dream. And each one of you, as you play big, each listener who decides to play big, our world changes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Each of you are experiencing the training to go out and do $100,000 per person one-day workshops. Do you know that? Have you ever looked at it that way? That's what I was laying there envisioning last night in my meditation. Mm-hmm. You all are the path creators. Yeah? Yes. And I'm making no assumption that you all want to be path creators. It has to be driven from the inside. Chelsea, your actions so far have told me you wish not to be a path creator. Why do I say that? Because my actions haven't shown that. And I'm at peace with that. Because for whatever reason, you sense inside you something's not ready. And that's fine. And as long as you're at peace with not being ready, let go of any notion that I'm judging you that you're not ready. Once we step into our bigness, there's no turning back. True? Very true. What Marsha has done in the short amount of time that Marsha has done it boggles my mind. <laughs> it boggles my mind too, Soul. <laughs> I realized in the months or two that I was processing all this that it just that divine intervention or that divine feeling just touched me so much that I wasn't thinking about how I was going to do it. I just did it. Do you get the feeling, Marcia, that you're just barely on the tip of the iceberg? Yes. <laughs> yes. Christina, Chelsea, do you have a similar feeling? Yeah, it's yeah. big. Absolutely. Is that overwhelming you to the point of going... Where's the pause button? 
<laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> no, actually, on the contrary for me, I'm like, okay, manage your emotions, Christina. Manage your emotions. Patience is virtue. <laughs> okay. There's where we get into the timelessness. I'm at peace with where I'm at, with what I'm doing, because I know that if I don't accomplish it, somebody else might just accomplish it for me. Have you ever noticed some of the most sweetest gifts we've ever had in our lives have come out of nowhere unexpectedly? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marsha, you were talking about really exploring the difference between gratuity and gratitude. A gratuity yeah. is a check mark. A gratuity is, okay, I've done it, next. Right? Right. Okay. Gratitude, to me, is never-ending. Thank you for that explanation. Yes, I see the difference now. Month number eight is coming to a close. Regrets? No regrets. It happened as it was supposed to happen. If there's any regret, I think it's month eight. It's going so fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's going so fast. And... I'm pretty sure that I haven't absorbed it all quite yet. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> if I have, it's been like zapped into me and I haven't awakened to that zap yet. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. How do you explain something like that? It'll be intriguing to hear your response. When you listen to this class a year from now and you say the same words. Yeah. I have people who say the same words seven years running. Take off the pressure. Take off the pressure. Thank you for listening. Any personal ahas of your own? As one of many Pay Me What I'm Worth team captains, it's my role to help you get serious about removing blocks to your success as well as live a more stress-free, confident life. Wonder if this course is for you? If you are a serious action taker committed to playing big in life and being your best you, I look forward to seeing you in my next class. Call me at area code 423-737-5809. Again, that's 423-737-5809 to talk about your next steps. Before you go, let's continue this discussion in the comment box below. You can always help other people have breakthrough moments when you share this show across your social media. I look forward to speaking with you. You're listening to Christina Irvin, one of the many team captains for Pay Radio. Definitely radio worth listening to. Have a great day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.